0: One, two, to gone and Daddy's stuff with my dad and it. They don't want to get
1: a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't
2: care. It is either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here, determined to stop.
1: I give you America itself! <laughs> this is Ed McMahon, And now he is Armstrong and Getty
5: Live from Studio C. So see if my microphone's on, senor. This is actually live, this is not tape live. This is not fooling you into thinking we're live or actually live. After, in my opinion, too long away. Too long away. It felt weird to be long uh, gone that long. We've missed so much news. And uh, it's good yeah, to be back. Yeah, the in. news will make more.
1: And we're right under the tutelage of our general manager. Us! Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty back for the year of our Lord 2018. Thank you for being here. Yeah, lots of
5: news. Especially last week. Oh,
1: fire and fury and, frankly, bull bleep.
5: we yeah. <laughs> will catch you all up on. And our text line is 415-295-KFTC, so you can jump into the conversation right away. And we would love that, don't you know? we
1: um, should delete all of last year's texts and start completely clean. Does that seem like a good idea? It sounds like this sort of healthy thing you read about doing on some website. Mm-hmm. Like it's a good idea.
5: You know, I've read a lot about New Year's resolutions in the last couple of weeks. Was
1: that your uh, New Year's resolution?
5: Well, I've got—I've got (laughs) to read about them. I've got a number of them, and um, and every article I read said basically you can't do it. It's a waste of time, and you can't do it. Mm. Not to hit you with that on uh, January eighth, although according to statistics, almost a third of you have already given up your New Year's resolution. Wow, a third of you. Since we're a week into the year. And the rest of you will by the end of the month, because it's almost impossible. But (laughs) according to everyone,
1: which is disappointing. It is. It is. I I don't mean to lord it over everybody, but I have kept mine and will keep mine for the entire year because I have an iron will. But Mm. not everybody has the old IW. Yeah.
5: So, uh, yeah, that's what uh, I've read. And I'll talk about this later, because it's really pretty interesting. And I think a lot of people are doing with dealing with it at the first of the year. The uh, the ideal of willpower is just kind of a made up concept that doesn't really exist.
1: Right. Yeah. In in seriousness, it's going to be a day to day effort to remember what I've decided to do. Yeah. And it's uh, well, it's like, you know, alcoholism or loving your spouse or whatever. It's an hour by hour, day by day thing. It's disappointing.
5: I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to start the year on a downer, but, you know, whether it's losing weight or quitting smoking or exercising or what, or or, or being more organized with your finances, very few people ever make a life change. Mm. Very few. How interesting. Yeah. Well, Which and, is disappointing,
1: depending, you know, on your life. Well, and the way fate works is at some point this year, <laughs> some puppy is going to run close to me and I'm going to kick it. So my resolution is to quit kicking puppies. Wow. So I'm, a, I'm a puppy kicker. Wow. I'm not.
5: I hope you can I'm keep not. that up. But, uh, <laughs> it's going to take more than willpower is my point.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Did they uh, Did they move on to, you know, the other side of the argument, which is, so what can you do? What is a strategy that does work? What How should you approach the fact that you're maybe not the person you like to be?
5: You can nibble around the edges, but you, you, you are what you are f- for the most part. Especially after a certain age. You just are what you are, which is disappointing in some areas. Oh, boy. Well, it depends how you are. <laughs> I mean, because the only, the only thing that gets me out of bed for years has been, you know, I'm surely I'll get better. <laughs> and it turns out that's not the case. Oh, boy. This is the way it's going to be, clear to the finish line.
1: Oh, boy. There, which is uh, disappointing. Well, there are a lot of people disappointed by this Man. about themselves and Man. perhaps people they hoped would improve
5: you know you're, uh, you're 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 this or that you eat too much you can't uh, get your taxes in on time whatever your situation is you're gonna keep doing that mm. for the rest of your life so good morning aren't you glad you tuned in
1: well at some point you know unless you literally are a puppy kicker or a spousal abuser taking drugs or something like that It's us say you know it's, it's fine yeah. this is how i am i eat too much i'm a little fat a lot of people are I'm going to enjoy my life. You only get a certain number of hours on the earth. There you go. It's liberating.
5: Maybe that's the answer. Just accept who you are. Anyway. And just keep puppies away from me. Let's introduce everybody (laughs) on the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, who's pressing buttons, flipping toggles, and pulling levers this year. How are you this morning, Mike?
0: I'm doing great. I had a great Christmas, a great New Year's, and um, I may... uh, do something that was on my bucket list later this week, actually, and that was go to the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Awesome! Oh, very cool. You can be our correspondent. I, I would like to be the correspondent. I I'm, really would. I'm so jealous.
5: Yeah, I've never been. We've geez, we've talked to reporters yeah. from there for years. Um, how'd you get in? Can anybody go? I don't even know.
0: Well, I, I kind of had, knew somebody, and they knew somebody, and they were able to get me a, a press pass, basically. So. Oh, oh, fantastic. so, I'd like to, yeah, I definitely like to correspond on like Friday or something, call into the show and tell you all about it. Well, yeah, file a report or yeah. you're a liar
1: and are, a defrauder
0: of trade shows.
5: Are you a credentialed as an Armstrong and Getty person?
0: You know what? I'll have to check, but one way or another, I'll get a report on here. Mm-hmm. You know? I read that cars are the big thing this year. At the Consumer Electronics Show. How
5: interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the big thing that I keep hearing about is everything, you talk to everything now, like the Amazon Alexia. You know, you you say, hey, Alexia, play this, play that. And so they want to do that with everything. With Her name is
5: Alexa. 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 (laughs) And you can set it up to answer to Echo, which I did, because I think talking to a human name is weird. Mm. So I went with Echo.
1: Yeah. Who's that for? Her name is Siri. Right. Ours is Alexa. Earth is Jimmy. Who wants yeah. that? I said it's my, like it's a real person. It's like it's a real person. What? How stupid are you?
5: Oh, well, my son got one for uh, Santa brought it, and uh, he really wanted one specifically to play music. And I set it up so it's Echo. Echo play Small Town Boy or whatever song he's into. Because just saying the name seems weird to me. Can but you? Other name people it,
1: must like it. Can you name it? Inexpensive device that's reporting back to the mothership on everything I say and do.
5: Yeah. It's uh, a so little wordy. It can, yeah, it's, it's kind of a long. Yeah. You can call it Amazon, but I found that too corporate. Mm. I don't like really yeah. like doing that. I hear you. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
3: Doing very well. Uh, it is, uh, to piggyback on your New Year's resolution kind of uh, topic, I would like to offer the, the pivot that I made in my life probably about five years ago or something like that. I think a big problem with people following through on their New Year's resolutions is there's kind of this arbitrary day. It's it's not mm-hmm. necessarily something that's meaningful to you. Oh, oh that,
5: yeah, and that's a terrible way to go about it. If you are going to make a life change, waiting for a particular date, nobody says that's a good way to do it. But that's the way everybody does it. So I have inverted the
3: traditional birthday and New Year's traditions. I I make New Year's wishes. I make birthday
5: resolutions. New Year's wishes.
3: Yeah, yeah. I am wishing for a good year. I hope this is fine. This is this may may this year be the best yet. Where on my birthday, on my personal benchmark of orbiting the planet, I I kind of have those to be like, well, let's let's do some some self-assessment. Let's see what we can work but on and improve that for next year. is an arbitrary year.
1: day, just based on your mother's menstrual cycle? I mean, <laughs> but really? It, but, it's, but it has connection to me. Okay, alright. Okay, okay. Gotcha. if that works for you. And, best, that, and, and that, by the way, is the bottom line. Does it work for you? Oh, no, yeah. so oh, it doesn't. True. Oh, sorry. The best <laughs> is something I do. The best day, and this is,
5: I've done a lot of research on this. I'll yes. talk about it later. The whole New Year's resolution thing, but... Um, can you
1: kill an hour? I want to ease back I, into the work think, week. I think I could, actually.
5: Um, the best day, if you want to change something, is today. Hmm? That's when you should start if you're saying next week or my birthday or whatever that is just uh, you're just demonstrating a lack of committing to it Mm. tomorrow is really appealing (laughs) tomorrow tomorrow is always appealing (laughs) no doubt about it there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well,
4: here we are, new year, 2018, already having some adjustment problems. I sat down, sent out a batch of checks yesterday with 2017 mm. dates on them. No, oh, no. Doomed. I hope creditors will, will accept them and go ahead and cash them. Over the uh, vacay, had a white Christmas in the great Northwest. It was phenomenal. Actual I, snow. Actual snow coming down, fresh and white and powdery. I do regret to say, though, I did not win either the Powerball or the mega millions jackpots invested 60 bucks mm. won four dollars so let that be a lesson to you kids about the dangers of lottery investments
5: <laughs> i saw a single
4: person won 450 yes. 450 million dollars and Holy a crap. single person won the 559 million dollar wow. powerball
5: wow. jackpot congratulations your life is ruined Indeed. almost yeah. guaranteed yes. uh i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty on this is how did it get to be monday january 8th the year 2018 Setting things straight in one eight. Oh, nice. We are Armstrong and
1: Getty, and we approve of this program. We haven't had a slogan in years. This We're is having... exciting. This is a rebirth. Mm-hmm. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, which, as far as we know, are the same as last year, and everybody ignores them, at Mark.
2: It's 2018. Marijuana is finally allowed, and sexual harassment finally isn't. There Yay! you
4: go. Yay! Yay!
5: So here's what I want to play from the Golden Globes later and have people discuss. I thought it was really interesting that when he made the only Harvey Weinstein jokes he made, the crowd was practically silent. Yep. Because they're still scared to get caught laughing at Harvey Weinstein, even though everybody knows he's a rapist. He right. made jokes about Kevin Spacey, all these different people. People laughed like crazy. He made jokes about Harvey Weinstein, and everybody's going, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anybody to see me laughing and report that back to the Weinstein Corporation, so I will just sit here and not respond. How weird and troubling is that?
1: Or were they thinking, I need to act very sad and serious about Harvey Weinstein, because now I'm on the right side of this? I don't know. They didn't with Kevin Spacey
5: or the other people that he made jokes about. I mean, they made jokes about Kevin Spacey liking underage boys and people laughed out loud. But not Harvey Weinstein in Hollywood. That
4: is unbelievable. We'll
5: play that for you later. It's it stands out. What are other headlines, Marshall? Yeah,
4: well, we got more fire and fury surrounding the new book, claiming President Trump is unfit for office. New concerns about children and their devices, and we got the big winners at the Golden Globes, and Oprah's performance setting off calls for her to run for the White House. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty.
5: The best thing about the new Trump book is it caused the president to send out his greatest tweet ever. Perhaps the greatest tweet ever, Right. never mind
4: his. And he had a high bar.
5: (laughs) (laughs) And it's still extraordinary. I assume you've heard it, but if you haven't, we'll bring that to you.
1: How's mailbag look? It's outstanding. Some uh, kicking off the year shower thoughts for you. First
5: mailbag of 2018. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: This is Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show. So speaking
5: of the Golden Globes, Donald Trump Jr. is furious at NBC for endorsing Oprah Winfrey for president last night, if you oh didn't hear that. My. We'll have to play that for you. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Oprah v. Trump
5: oh, in awesome. 2020? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome.
1: Would it be awesome? Oh, how would it not be awesome? God, it's dripping with awesomeness. <laughs> awesome sauce. Oh, I'd like some extra awesome sauce. So please. friggin' awesome. It's an extra dollar. That's all right. Mailbag. Uh, sorry, we were, uh, you know, there's a glitch for some of y'all, and, and you didn't hear part of the preceding segment. It was genius, frankly. It's probably our best work of the year. Oof. <laughs> Happy New Year, writes frequent correspondent Mikey Luke. Hope you guys had a great vacation. Joe, if you're anxious about this show tomorrow, please don't be, he wrote last night. You're going to kill it. All the best in 2018. Thanks, Mike. Um, I wasn't the least bit anxious about the show today. The only thing I was anxious about was getting up with the dairy farmers again. Man, did I sleep. I slept like a teenager over the vacation. Really? Yeah, like a disturbing amount. Like I didn't want to be alive or something.
4: Terrible.
3: So, do I need to recage all these doves so we can release it for the opening again? Yeah, <laughs> yes. maybe you
1: could collect them. All right, I'll be. I'll spread out some seed. Maybe <sighs> so the ones that flew away will fly back. Recage the <sighs> doves. All right, I'll be back, guys. And really beautiful job. Really beautiful job. I have one kid that's
5: an alarm clock that is, uh, really doesn't think it's appropriate for anyone to sleep past six. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> so we do not do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, uh, my college kid, little Dave Delaney, is home from uh, school, as is a friend of hers, and they are reminding me of the unending capacity for people of that age to sleep. I mean, I yeah. I, I like sleep until I'm ashamed, and two and a half hours later, they wander out. And, and, and then they go back to college, and they sleep like three hours a night. Mm. I don't get it. Uh, let's see. Uh, buh, buh,
4: buh, buh, buh,
1: buh. Oh, okay, so here's Holly from Utah. Been listening to some uh, some old shows. Went back to 2011. Joe, you are clairvoyant. But first, let me say, thank the radio gods you don't take calls anymore. Pretty painful to listen to callers, as you were well aware. Blah, 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 etc. Ah, my main point is to uh, Joe was the, uh, saw the future. January 20th, 2011, 9 a.m. hour, you just finished talking to David Kirkpatrick about Facebook, and Joe remarked it would have a massive political significance. Little did you know. Well, I did know. That's why I said it. I'm clairvoyant. That was what year? 2011. Mm. Mm. The internet was in its infancy, but I saw. Jack also kept talking about how a mass shooter had shaved his eyebrows, and how if you ever meet anyone with shaved eyebrows, be immediately suspicious because they're most likely insane. I would agree with that. Which I found hilarious considering a certain person who used to work on the show shaved his for quite a while. Hope you enjoyed your holiday. Now, get back to work, she writes. Thank you for the note. All right, a few uh, shower thoughts to kick off the year. These thoughts will occupy your mind for the year. Smelling is just breathing normally, but thinking about it more. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Kids these days will never know the pure, bone-chilling fear of calling a girl you like at home and having her dad pick up. Yeah. So true. The amount of fear connected to the phone, especially pre answering machine, fear dad would pick up, fear you wouldn't be home when she called. Oh, yeah. Fear she wouldn't be home when you called. Just fear surrounded the phone. It was an object of terror. Rings four times, you pick it up right before they... Oh, no,
3: who
5: was it? I don't know. Oh, Marianne, right. what? Oh, right. right, right. And you right. might not talk to them again till tomorrow when you see them, or next week or whatever. And There's right. just no way to get a hold of them. Or you just never connect,
1: yeah. and you never know what could have been. hmm Moving along. Earth is a dinosaur planet, and humans are just mutants left over after the apocalypse. That's pretty good. Wow, ge- 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 geologically speaking, or I suppose that's the right term. In terms of the life of the Earth, that's absolutely true. Sure. Yeah, the-, the dinosaurs ruled the planet. There was an apocalypse, and now for about a blink of an eye, these weird little creatures are running around and polluting the atmosphere. We're going to
5: destroy the Earth ourselves, according to the new book Doomsday Machine, which I will talk about later, which mm. is uh, getting a lot of attention and should, okay. about
1: nu- com- the coming nuclear holocaust. I don't know about the DM. I'd like to hear about it. Uh, if we didn't land on the moon, there would be conspiracy theorists saying we did land on it. True that. That's and funny. they would ignore really good high-def footage and completely accept fuzzy, difficult-to-ascertain-what's-going-on footage. But that is the stuff of conspiracies.
5: India and China are going to put some sort of structure on the moon this year, in
1: 2018. Whoa. When we need to bomb it. <laughs> Bomb the moon! Well, attack okay. the moon! It's a Trump attack it. How long are we going to put up with this bullying by a, a lesser celestial body? Sure, making the moon great again, right? <laughs> nice, beautiful. Uh, these are not shower thoughts so much as uh, bits of trivia that I think are really thought provoking. If you want to sign on to a a website as an eighteen year old, now even though you're not, I don't know what you're doing. Probably looking at the pornography. Stop it! It's not good for you. Uh, January 1st, 2000 is your date of birth that you would write down to prove you're 18. How weird is that? January 1st, 2000, you're a grown-up. Mm. Mm. And finally this. As of yesterday, Jonah Goldberg of uh, National Review pointed this out, at least to me. As of yesterday, the Berlin Wall has been down as long as it was up. Now that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it went up in uh, August of 61. Height of the Cold War.
5: So. So, yeah, that whole thing about, like, uh, so an adult now was born in the 2000s, that mm-hmm. stuff is only interesting if you're past a, for a certain age, as I realized discussing with my nieces. Mm. They just look at it, it, look at you like an old person. Yeah, I don't understand. Well, why I that's could ask
1: Delaney who's 18. She'd say, well, that's a matter of simple mathematics, yeah. right? Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't understand. <laughs> the year 2000. which <laughs> seems like just yesterday. Very
5: recent. To me, but not to you. What are you talking about, Dad? <laughs> right, exactly. Marshall's first news of the year coming up. Everything is a first today on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Voice of the West.
2: Armstrong and
5: Getty.
1: The Voice of the West.
5: I am prepared to be as fair as humanly possible on the new book, Fire and Fury, that's out about Donald Trump at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but Alan Dershowitz, the lawyer, Harvard professor, Hillary Clinton supporter, says liberals should be ashamed of themselves for trying to uh, psychoanalyze the president from
1: afar. Mm. Okay. Talk about that later. I'll listen later. to his learned words. That's Speaking of uh, new, Year's e- new Year's resolutions, this wasn't one exactly, but I'm 0 for 1. I did not even get one day into the New Year of shows. Wow. I was going to say during mailbag, you can email us at armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com.
5: That was a New Year's resolution? Well, no, it was God, a... you got to set your sights for stronger? <laughs> evidently, deeper. Oh, I
1: couldn't even do that one. So maybe I set them too high. I can't do anything.
5: New Year's resolution, Marshall? Got one.
4: I do indeed. I do indeed. Maybe we'll ask you about that later as I
5: break down all the learned people who say it's impossible to keep them.
4: (laughs) And I've already started working on it. Okay, good. Uh, Let's get the news now with Marcia Phillips. Well, President Trump starting out a fresh week today after spending the last few days seemingly in damage control mode. Trump tweeting repeatedly over the weekend in defense of his mental stability. Repeatedly and hilariously. Following the release of Fire and Fury, that's a new book claiming that those close to the president question his fitness for office in one of the tweets. The president wrote, quote, Throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being, like, really smart. (gasps) Crooked Hillary Clinton also played those cards very hard, and as everybody knows, she went down in flames. I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States, in parentheses, on my first try. I think that would qualify as not smart, but genius, and a very stable genius at that.
1: A very stable genius. Uh,
4: this morning, That's so great. Uh, this morning, Michael Wolff, the author of Fire and Fury, doubled down in his claims that Trump's unfit for office. He was on MSNBC.
5: I, every time you speak to him, you think this is a wing nut. I mean, this is there is something really al- al- alarming in ways that you cannot even begin to describe. It's like you're riveted to the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that interview with the author he does not come off as a crackpot anyway the author yep. of the book um the only question i have is and we'll get to some of the quotes if you haven't been following it over the last week because this all bubbled up last week but it, it just seems so shocking to me that these people would say these things even if they thought them that you would say s- them out loud that you would say them out loud to a reporter right it just seems hard to imagine just out of self-preservation from for a job that you've had for like three weeks yeah that you would say this stuff out loud on the other hand we know Steve Bannon said this stuff he didn't deny saying for instance that Trump's kid was a, a traitor to his nation um he didn't deny that he just he he, he, he says he shouldn't have said it but so he said these things to a
1: reporter. Well, hasn't Bannon now said he was talking about Manafort yeah. and not Don Jr. Yeah, yeah I, I said it, but I wasn't. I wasn't talking about him. Right. What Don Jr. No. Well, well, in some of the secondhand stuff that uh, somebody would say, yeah, I heard, uh, I heard uh, McMaster call Trump an a hole. Yeah, put that in your book. It's hard to imagine.
5: But on the other side of it, as I try to yeah. be completely fair, yes, um, is it is it difficult to believe? that there are a bunch of people around trump who think he's childish impetuous <laughs> like somebody but, easily butthurt somebody i think it was mcmaster supposedly said he's like a nine-year-old
1: yeah i, I mean, believe that 100 because d- d- yeah. d- 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 he is because he is right
0: bing
4: bing bong bong bing bing, bing yeah
1: the, 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 my objection to the book is uh, you know i read all the juicy revelations and the quotes and stuff and i thought all right so it's kind of embarrassing some of these things but a lot of it we've heard and a lot of it's just patently true anyway. So But what
5: about the your the mental capacity? Like mentally unfit. No, I think that's ridiculous.
1: I think he's uh, an odd duck, no doubt, and his advisors are going to have some challenges, but this wolf like being guy, insane or something?
5: This wolf guy, the author says that they discuss the 25th amendment regularly in the White House. And the need to remove him because he's mentally
1: unfit. I find yeah. that difficult to believe. Who's they and how mm. often and mm. yeah. Yeah.
4: Hollywood was handing out awards last night and tackled sexual harassment at the same time as the Golden Globes were presented, where everybody, almost everybody attending, wore black in support of the Times Up movement against harassment. I thought it was me Hollywood. too. It's time's up now. Yeah. It's time I gotta get a new pin. Yeah. <laughs> During his opening monologue, Seth Meyer didn't shy away from the harassment campaign, targeting a number of alleged abusers, including
2: Well, I think it's time to address the elephant not in the room. Harvey Weinstein isn't here tonight because, well, I've heard rumors that he's crazy and difficult to work with. But don't worry, he'll be back in 20 years when he becomes the first person ever booed during the In Memoriam. It'll sound like that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) It just struck me how quiet the crowd was on those jokes. There weren't very many people with the guts to laugh out loud at that stuff, which is so troubling. The guy is known to be a rapist at this point.
1: Yeah, see, I, I took it like I'd have trouble laughing at a joke about a rapist.
5: Well, they laughed at the Kevin Spacey with underage boys jokes with their heads thrown back and their teeth showing. Did they? Yes. Uh, Yes. Which was a funny joke, by the way. We'll have to play that one. They're all funny jokes, jokes. yeah. But Weinstein, uh, that's kind of serious. And also, you know, and I knew I was going to react this way. When they're standing up and the time is up and everybody cheers. The, The time was up when we all found out what Hollywood was like. You all knew what Hollywood was like all these years. And time wasn't up then, only when we
1: found out what Hollywood was like. We, ha- we got this email from Ed crediting Walter somebody on the Twitter, who, he says, had a very Jack-like comment. Only Hollywood would treat getting caught, enabling, and engaging in nearly systematic sexual abuse as the perfect occasion to lecture the rest of us on the issue. Yeah. Well said, I my friend. I found that a little hard to take. I found the whole thing hard to take. Oh, my God. My wife had a good joke. They're wearing black. They should be wearing black and white stripes. Oh, my
2: Well played.
4: And this year's actual Golden Globe winners include three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, uh, Would you like,
5: eight, Sean? It's a great movie. Yeah. Fantastic.
3: Other major, what uh, genre? Uh, serious. Drama. Uh, yeah,
1: it's a drama. Yeah. Drama. Yeah. Uh, Does somebody get murdered? or an, Is uh, that a spoiler? It, no. Is so like a crime thing or a romance it's, thing? It's about spies? a mother trying to solve
3: right. uh, her daughter's murder. Right. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Compelling stuff. Back to you.
4: Other major winners <laughs> were the Sacramento-based film Lady Bird for Best Musical or yes! Comedy Film. And Big Little Lies, which took home four total awards. How about the TV,
5: the top drama, Hulu, the top comedy, Amazon? That's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Sorry, all you networks out there who spent so much money.
1: And who
4: broadcast the
1: show
5: of your asses getting
4: kicked. (laughs) That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong Getty Show, the voice of the West.
5: And I just, I don't know about everybody else, but I've just completely given up on the idea that I'm going to see any of this great television. I mean, just, there's way too much of it. Right. I'm sure it's all brilliant. I don't doubt it for a second. Well, I just, I couldn't
1: get past watching people I loathe, to some extent, celebrate each other. I just, why am I watching this? It's like going to the wedding of somebody I hate. I hope you're both miserable. <laughs> I hope you're divorced in a week. Just get to the part where they ask if anybody objects. <laughs> To, I hope there's booze at the reception. i to play more
5: of Seth Meyers because I thought he was good. I knew he'd be good. He's a, he's a funny, funny dude. Um, including the Kevin Spacey stuff, which was funny. All that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong
1: and Getty. The Voice of the West.
2: and Getty Show. Here you go. Here's your setup, Billy. Call Me By Your Name is nominated for Best Motion Picture. It is a gay coming-of-age film. Said Kevin Spacey, you lost me at of age. (laughs) (laughs) And you thought it was mean when I said he didn't have a southern accent. That's a rough joke.
1: (laughs) Hmm. That's a... He's a boy-toucher. Yeah. That's what he's saying. That's a rough joke.
5: Kevin Spacey took it on the chin. Oh, boy. During the Golden Globes last night. Mm. We have more clips from that coming up, including when Seth Meyers begged Oprah Winfrey to run for president, which has Donald Trump Jr. angry.
1: And we'll talk about that. Jr.'s angry? He's normally so placid. Do we have Kirk Douglas? I didn't see that. Oh, boy. I bailed after the monologue. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I bailed. Uh... Kirk Douglas is still alive? Yeah, he's 101, I think. Is he I mean, really? God bless him. I got nothing. To... Well, maybe I do have something against Kirk Douglas. But, uh, Sean, see if you can come up with that. Oh, boy. What? Just uh, he's, he's 101 years old. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. And they trotted him out? Well, and remember, he had a devastating stroke as well. And they had him doing a little uh, little number. So, uh,
5: had well, him doing a number? What kind well, of a number?
1: Yeah, we'll have to play that for you. Stay with us. Okay. If you can. So uh, back to the, the big <clears throat> kind of fun, silly, gossipy story when we were out, the Fire and Fury book.
5: Mm, interesting bias from Joe Getty. Fun, silly, gossipy story as opposed to devastating insight into a tragedy that is bringing down America.
1: It was like a reprint of all those Washington Post and New York Times stories over the last six, eight months, a year. About 20 different staffers in the White House say that the president watches uh, cable TV 24 hours a day. I mean, it just seemed like the same old to me. And I will tell you this. Listen, I'm no great fan of Trump. You know that. I think he's he's a dopey, easily butthurt, nine-year-old, emotionally who happens to be a hell of a good salesman. Hell of a good salesman. Anyway, the book Clinton Cash by, what's his name? Schweitzer? What was his name? Clinton Cash by, uh, that's funny. It was right in my head, and then it flitted out again. Doesn't matter. That was Peter Schweitzer. Peter Schweitzer, yeah. Way, way more carefully researched chain of evidence constructed, etc. Now, he got certain things wrong, and he leapt to some conclusions that were probably not justified. But it was a much more solid bit of research than this, and it was immediately, reflexively, universally panned, mocked, and or ignored by the big uh, papers and the mainstream media. As if it wasn't even worth discussing. Please, this tripe? And it was Four times the research job that this Fire and Fury book is.
5: So, Well, that's what I've been trying to figure out, if this book is uh, any better than all those others, because since I've been doing this, I don't know how many of these books have come out about various presidents, Bill Clinton, George Bush, Barack Obama, and we ignore most of them because it's usually just... It's tabloidy stuff and you don't know if it's true or not and, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the people involved say no I never said that and I just I just never know what to do with that stuff so I just tend to ignore them. Well, and yeah. I just wondered if this one's any different than that or does it have more I
1: credibility don't, than I that? don't not the parts I've read. I mean, although I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But see that's the thing all these books are piles of might be's masquerading as definitely ours. You know what I mean? And I don't but it's just the blatant partisanship of the media on display there's a shock for you welcome welcome to the new year same as the old year um but uh, jonah goldberg wrote a a column about the book that i really enjoyed and and he points out one thing the two-sided coin of course you know a one-sided coin is like a impossibility it blows your mind right trump has benefited from a tendency among both his biggest fans and biggest foes to see more than meets the eye for true believers there must be a method behind the madness The Trump we see on Twitter and TV conceals a strategic thinker who keeps his enemies off balance by controlling the narrative or some such. Um, Meanwhile, his biggest enemies have something of a mirror image delusion in order to justify perpetual resistance. They must believe that the president has some long term evil scheme in mind for overthrowing the democratic order. It's a cartoonish exaggeration of the hysteria. Some on the left once had with regard to George W. Bush. They simultaneously believed he was a criminal mastermind and a dunce. When you want to dedicate your life to opposing some villain, it's only human to want to believe the villain is worth the effort. And he points out that both are wrong. All it takes is a willingness to see the obvious. The president is a man out of his depth, propped up by a staff and a party that needs to believe more than what the facts will support.
5: How about these stuff uh, like Nikki Haley, the uh, the ambassador to the UN? She came out yesterday and said Trump's, uh, you know, up on all the issues and blah blah blah. And I respect and a number of people have said that.
1: And she also flat denied a quote attributed to her right. in the book. Yeah. But
5: how about the stuff where a variety of people say he doesn't read anything? That 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 struck me during the entire campaign. Right when, he, when he'd be asked about an issue and not and clearly not know anything about it, and I would think. How are you running for president and you didn't take a half hour out of one of your days to just get the basic, basic building blocks of the abortion issue sure. or the uh, Israel-Palestinian thing? Or it's something. just not the way
1: he rolls, which amazed me then. It amazes me now. Although, what's his name? The head of the CIA, Pompeo, said uh, he he reads the daily briefings all the time. Then we talk about him in depth. So, I don't know. I don't know. Of course, maybe he's saying that because if, if he said... No, he doesn't hear a word we say. I don't know what he's doing. (laughs) You know, America would panic. I don't know. I just... Rand
5: Paul, who's definitely not a fan of the President of the United States, um, yesterday on Face the Nation said, I'm not paying any attention to this book. It's like those Kitty Kelly books that used to come out that I also ignored.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That's what Rand Paul said. Fair enough. I don't know. Oh, and the other thing about the book, and, and listen, I think it's fun and gossipy, but I think that's all it is. Wolf himself has said... A great deal of this is second-hand, people telling me what other people said. So if they told me wrong, then yeah, it's wrong. He said that yesterday on MSNBC. So how seriously do you take that? You know, how crazy Trump is will out, as they say. You know, so far so good. Look at the economy. Look at the stock market, which doesn't have a lot to do with a lot of people, but... Uh, and you know what? You got Kim Jong Un on his heels. Maybe he lobs a nuke from his heels. We don't know that yet. But how bad an idea
5: though was it for Trump to respond to this book the way he did? To have his lawyers sue to try to stop it from being published in the middle of the week last week? What a terrible idea that is! How does how does how does he simultaneously uh, understand so much about the media and the twenty four hour news cycle, and then and miss stuff like this? Mm. And, unless he thought there was some benefit to it. Unless he thought there was some benefit to all this stuff being out there, and again, his, his name is in the news all day. Exactly. And, and was... people go into their camps of, boo, we hate this author, or whatever, he thinks there's an advantage. Because obviously he just elevated the book and its importance right. by trying to stop it from being published.
1: Well, uh, uh, let me quote the emails in and text even now being written to save you all the trouble writing them. He's controlling the narrative, you fools. He's controlling the narrative they're dancing to his tune while his agenda gets done behind the scenes and the judges are appointed He's playing four-dimensional chess
5: What what about the what about the personality of a man who feels the need to tweet? I'm a very stable genius
1: Well, and there have now been studies that his tweets are responding to what's on Fox News He usually tweets in response to their stories a few minutes later. That is what most of his tweets are, particularly the unwatchable Fox and Fiends uh, in the morning. (laughs) It's it's not three-dimensional chess. It's a guy watching TV. So more on this coming up
5: on the Armstrong and Getty Show.